All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, December 7th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by Big Marcel, 5 p.m. Eastern show, Marcel, the new slot, the new time slot for the show going forward, guys. Uh, glad you're here with me, Marcel. Hopefully, we get uh, some people in the chat today. We'll break down these fights for you guys. Looking forward to talking about it. I mean, this card is is sick, so it's going to be a good podcast. Marcel, man, what's going on? I know your team just won. Um so how's everything, man? Everything is good, man. I mean, um, yeah, I enjoyed the game, obviously. It wasn't really an important game because we were already through to the next stage, but it's fun to win six of your six games, you know, so it's amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all good. Um, yeah, kind of a, a stomach pain today, like I told you, but, uh, yeah, all, overall, good stuff, man. Let's all wish Marcel much uh, better health and hopefully he makes it through the rest of the podcast healthy. <laughs> Hype MMA here. Let's go. Damn right. Let's get into it, Marcel. Might as well. All right. Yeah. So we'll start with, we've got 15 fights. So we got a lot to talk about, guys. Let's get right into it. First fight of the night. Julian Robertson takes on Priscilla Cachoeira. Julian Robertson, Marcel, is the second biggest favorite in the card right now, minus 360 and plus 300 on Cachoeira. So what do you think about these odds and who do you think wins the fight? Yeah, man, the obvious thing what's going to what Jillian Roberts is going to try to do is take her down, I think. You know, if you saw uh, Priscilla Cachoeira last time out against Gina Mazzani, she got taken down and she couldn't stand up. And actually, I love Mike Beltran, but he helped her out in that fight. He stood the fight up and that completely changed the fight. She stopped Gina Mazzani there, but she wasn't going to stand up if he didn't help her there at that point. And I love Mike Beltran. I think he's one of the best ref, but that's maybe one of the only times I didn't agree with him what he did there, you know? Um, so this is pretty much, I think Cachoeira will try to knock her out. I think Jill Robertson is much more talented. I think she's smarter than, than that. Um, I think she will go try to take her down and probably try to control her for three rounds, try to get a submission. But I see this going to a decision. I'm, I'm favoring Robertson here to win the fight. Yeah, honestly, I, I think I got to go with her too. I, I do think the odds are a little bit wide, guys. I mean, mm -hmm. Robertson's lost two straight fights. She hasn't looked great lately, but stylistically, it is a fight she should win just because, you know, Priscilla, again, taken down four times by Mazzini and Mazzini's gas tank just ran out. And also the Mike yeah. Beltran stand up too. I mean, those things went against her. I just don't see. Robertson really having that massive gas tank issue that she has. I haven't been really impressed with Jillian lately, but you know we've seen what she can do in the UFC if she does get her opponent down, gets on top, or gets your back. Um, and even you know in the last fight, Miranda Maverick, I bet on Miranda in that fight, and it was a pretty competitive fight. It wasn't like a complete blowout. So I think you know she's taking some time off now, not had nine months off to prepare for her next fight. I do think we'll hopefully see um, more improvement from Jillian. Like in the stand-up, but at the same time, or so I expect her just to go for takedowns. Mm -hmm. I think if anything, if the fight stays on the feet, she could be at the risk of getting finished by strikes for sure. Because Catchwear's got knockout power, but I still like I'm not I'm not sold on her, Marcel. Just because she's won a couple of fights, I'm I'm not sold on her. Um, I don't love the odds on Robertson, guys. It's not like I, I'm running to bet on bet on her here, but I do think she probably wins the fight. I'm leaning in decision too, Marcel. But uh, I think she does have those submission wins in that division's history, so it's, it's possible she gets submission. Get some comments here. Daniel, hey, Daniel. Daniel likes to finish. Hey, Phantom Key, Robertson's record is not great. It's really not. I mean, both both women, their records aren't amazing, you know? Like, that's why it's the 15th fight in the card. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, that's why it's the first one, so. It's, honestly, it's the fight. It's also the least appealing fight of all 15 fights, to be really honest, you know? So, <laughs> It's true, but, like, again, you know, Jillian, you know, she's at her best. She can submit anyone in this division. Yeah, so we'll, I agree. we'll see if she can get it done, but... I'll just say this. It wouldn't completely shock me if, you know, if Cashew were like somehow 
after the first round, she didn't get finished, was able to stop her. Um, but everything's pointing towards me just – or Robertson just holding her down and grinding her up. Let's go to the next fight here, guys. This is a fun fight, man. And uh, I, I think this – it could be fight of the night, but also I also feel it's going to end pretty early too just because the way these guys fight, I feel like you're going to stand and trade. You got Randy Costa taking on Tony Kelly. Great fight, Marcel. And the odds for this one, Randy Costa minus 180, Tony Kelly plus 158. What do you think? Yeah, the funny thing is with Randy Costa last time against Adrian Yanez, he looked like the next big thing in the division in the first round, you know? And then he kind of gassed, and Adrian took over, and uh, Adrian won the fight. Um, Tony Kelly, a debut fight of the night, loss against Kai Kamaka III, then uh, won against Ali Alcazi in, in, a, in a fun matchup. Tony Kelly is mostly in the times in the fun matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I really think that Costa will go come out guns blazing again and Kelly again. I only think that Costa doesn't need the gas tank this time because I don't see it going three, two or three rounds. I think it will be over in the first. So I'm going with Costa. I'm not going with Costa via stoppage. We had a TKO stoppage in that fight. I think it will be an amazing uh, fight for how long it for how long it goes. You know. Yeah, I feel very similar. Like I, I think it. It's going to be fun, but I also feel like it ends early, too, because I like Costa, too, in this fight. I do think he knocks him out, man. I think his strike is at a different level. Like, Tony Kelly's a decent fighter. You know, if he survives the first round, I think he'll win. I'll say that right now, Marcel. If if Costa doesn't finish him in the first round, he'll probably lose the fight. But I think he gets him out of there quick, honestly. Like, this guy is very impressed with me with the striking, as you saw, guys. And all his fights, really, in the UFC. I mean, the guy's got crazy power, different angles. I mean, he fought Adrian Inez. Was, Adrian Inez, a lot of people say, is, like, the best boxer one of them in the division. He was completely tooling him until he gassed out. So I think this guy's really good, Mark. I've always liked Randy Costumer, so I think he's a fun guy to watch. But again, you know, if he gasses out, it wouldn't shock me if Kelly came back and finished him, uh, like second or third round. I'm just hoping that doesn't happen because I do like Randy, and he'll probably be a guy, like, I don't know if I'll bet on him per se, but I do like him for, like, fantasy, like DraftKings. He's a guy that can score you, you know, 100-plus points every time he fights because he can get that first-round knockout in the first minute even. Let's get some comments here, guys. Alex checking in. Hey, Alex, what's up, man? How's it going? Daniel, fair play to Marcel game legend. All <laughs> I know it's because I, I cut my hair. Tony fighting injured. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, I heard about this. I mean, that's not good, you know? Like, apparently he has some sort of injury, like, or he's had some nagging injury, apparently. So, uh, Robertson catch word not to go. Is this possible? It's possible, Daniel, for sure. Uh, hey, no, what's going on, man? He says, uh, it's going to be a firefight. I'm excited to see these guys standing back. Keep the great work, guys. I'm a big fan of both of you. Hey, I'm a big fan of you, bud. Thanks, man. What else we got here? Josh Watson Lewis. Kelly had a rotator cuff injury, too. Yeah, he's, he's got some banged up shoulder or something, guys. Like when Adam brings up DFS. I'll try to incorporate it more. I'm not with Elite Fantasy anymore, so I'm allowed to talk about DFS. I wasn't really able to before because, you know, it was my job for another website. But I can bring it up a little bit more. Um, but I, I think, you know, Costa is a guy that, man, he's, he's a guy that can score you that first minute bonus in DraftKings. So he's, he's a good guy to target this weekend. Now, man, that's a good fight on the stand-up. Let's go to the next fight, Marcel. You talk about another fun fight, Marcel, on the ground, Ryan Hall against Derek Minner. I mean, this fight could be really fun. Uh, as someone who I, – I mean, I think most of us that watch the show will enjoy <laughs> and this kind of grappling. Like, this is going to be a fun fight if it goes to the ground, which I think it will. But uh, we got right now Ryan Hall minus 200, Derek Minner plus 170. You think it's too – the odds are a little bit too wide here, Marcel. You think Ryan Hall wins? What are your thoughts on the fight? I know you say this fight will be fun. I think it could be fun. I'm not 100 percent sure it's going to. No, be fun, you're right. right. It could be fun. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know what, Ryan Hall? He he. You got to be really honest with me, man. Ryan Hall 
he's not really developing. He's still doing the same thing, and it works for him nine out of ten times. Only it didn't work against Tapuria, and it didn't work against Saul Rogers in the in the Ultimate Fighter uh, uh, show. So the thing is, um, this fight one hundred percent goes to the ground. You know, we also uh, we we know Hall will get it to the ground somehow, and can Mino defend that? I'm not sure, man, to be really honest. You know, I think Minner um, has looked decent in many of his UFC fights so far. Uh, surprised me in some of them, like the Charles Rosa fight, for example. But Ryan Hall, is, it, Ryan Hall is a specialist. You know what I mean? He's a specialist at a certain thing. And if you're a specialist and you can drag your opponent to that specialty, you can do your specialty to your opponent, you know? And since I don't think Minner has the same tools that Tupuria has, I think Ryan Hall gets the finish here with a submission. And if it's not in the first round, he gets in the second round, but he will get the finish. I mean, like I think both guys are like really talented, obviously. I, I like I like Derek Minner a lot, man. Like I've I've bet on him a few times as an mm. underdog against uh, Rosa. I know you did. Yeah, I really liked him in that fight. Um and then obviously he lost his last fight as a favorite. So he's one of these guys that's kind of like hit and miss a little bit, Marcel. That's the problem with him. He's hit and missed. And here's the biggest issue I have, because I, I think he can win this fight. I actually do think he can win the fight, because I think his top game is really good. I it's possible he could hold Ryan Hall down. I really do think it's possible. But I, you know, looking at his record, Marcel, he's been submitted eight times in his career. Mm -hmm. Eight times. That's a lot of submission losses, guys. Going that's up really against, concerning. Yeah, going up against Ryan Hall. That's really concerning. So while it's possible exactly. Minor could grind him out, get on top, pound him out, just stay on top position. The, just the way this matchup plays out, like Derek Minner's probably going to take him to the ground, and Ryan Hall at some point will probably get his back or something. <laughs> You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, I just feel like it's like it's kind of a fight that it favors Hall. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I mean, James Krause will be in Minder's corner. Maybe he'll tell him, "Hey, don't go to the ground with this guy. Stand and trade with him." Because Ryan Hall's striking is pretty bad, you know. But at the same time, I will say that you know the Derek Elkins fight. He he knocked down Derek Elkins in that fight. You know, like yeah. it was bad and uh, as ugly as it looked against Topuria, and that fight was just what probably his worst performance ever. But, this yeah, is a different the, fight, you know. Go ahead. The thing, the thing with Hall is also he's difficult. To touch, and that's because he mm. he comes with those 50-50 uh, position. He always tries to get with his two legs. So if you punch, he pretty much already falls be uh, behind, and he tries to get you with his legs. Yeah. So it's always hard to to touch, and that's what uh, was with Tapuria. Only Tapuria wait for his for the right moment, and he knocked him out. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think if anything, this is this fight will, especially if Hall gets the finish, like I think he might. Mm -hmm. It'll show how good Tapuri is, which we already know. I think most people in this chat know that Elliot Tapuri is really, really you good. Know, I, I love the uh, Avloev fight, but at the same time, I hate it because I know. I, the thing is, the too. division, there's so many fighters now. They have to start yeah. doing these fights. It's the same with Bantamweight, man. You're going to see prospects matched up. They just they have no choice now because he's like, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Trevin Jones is fighting um, ba uh, Basarat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like Trevin Jones has had a brutal strike to schedule, man. Marcel, this guy's had the hardest fights I've, I've seen for a guy in his first couple of fights in the UFC, yeah. like Timur Valiev and um, uh, Said Yokub, uh, Kakramanov, and all this. Are you kidding? That that is really really hard. And also, what's his name? Mario Batista too was a good fighter. So yeah, yeah. some guys get matched up top. Anyways, get the comments. Hey Kevin, what's up, man? Just want to say hi. Minor by decision. I think it's possible, Owen. But honestly, the more time he spends on the ground, which is probably where the fight will be, like the more risky he is getting it finished, right? Mm -hmm. Predicting a stand up war. Oh gosh, I hope not. But I, I will say this though the Elkins fight wasn't that bad in the stand because he did drop him a couple times, showed some different like kicks and stuff. But it was also like two and a half years ago. And I don't know how much Ryan's improved in the stand since then. It is a weird fight, I agree. But uh, yeah, Trev Trevin's got crazy strength of schedule, man. That's the thing we talk about here. 
it's not just how it's not just how many wins you have and how you're doing. It's also who you beat. You know what I mean, Marcel. So that's important. Um, go to the next fight here, guys. Add uh, Alex Perez against Max Schnell. I feel like this fight no one's talking about at all. Honestly, like on 15 fights, no one's talking about this fight. Alex Perez minus 320, Max Schnell plus 260. Let's give you guys some love, Marcel. Give me your thoughts on this one. I know Alex Perez can't wait to get back in the octagon, man. Um, this fight got rescheduled, I think, two or three times. Um, Alex Perez, last fight, we all know he lost to Davison Figueredo. Uh, the title fight was that. Um, before that, he has looked solid, man. Dude is very solid. I think he has a good ground game. He's actually a wrestler, right? He comes from a wrestling background, but the striking is also very decent, I think. Uh, if you look at Matt Schnell, um, I, I think overall he, he is okay fighter, but I don't see him as a top guy. You know what I mean? He loses too many fights. I know the Rogero Bontering fight was at 135, but uh, the split decision against them, mm -hmm. close fight, the Pantoja fight lost. Before that, some a nice streak of wins, but and I still think the Inoue fight was very close when I think I scored that one for Inoue back then, but it's, it's some time ago. Um, I think that people really underestimate Alex Perez. And the thing is, because he got finished in the first round by Davidson Figueredo, nobody's talking about the two cage grabs that Figueredo had where he advanced his position and got Perez in that submission, you know, and got them in dominant positions. Nobody's talking about that. There were minor grabs, but they were there and they were significant actually in that fight. Go watch it back, people, if you don't believe me. Um, Perez, all day in this fight, in my opinion. I think Perez wins this fight. No no problem. Uh, if he doesn't finish him, definitely a 30-27 decision. Perez, all day. I also like Alex Perez, man. I do think he wins this fight. I'm, I love the guy. I mean, I've, I've always liked him. The only I wasn't surprised he lost to figure out. The one that shocked me was when he got knocked out by Benavides. That really surprised me. But that was like Benavides' last good win, you know? Like, that was the last time he, he had him. That was three years ago. Like, this guy... Short notice for Perez. Yeah, it's well. three years ago. You know, it's a long time ago. Like, the layoff is obviously a little concerning, Marcel, but I just think he's such a better fighter, I, I, in my opinion. You know, and I feel like the one thing is his durability is so much more, I, I think. I mean, both guys can get finished, but I just... Like, Matt has been knocked out quite a few times in the UFC. I, I definitely think it's possible Alex Perez knocks him out, Marcel. Um, maybe just leg kicks him and then knocks him out. Like, we saw against Formiga, the leg kicks. Um, I also think he's got submissions, too. I just... I think he wins kind of everywhere, to be honest with you, Marcel. I, I really like him in this fight. I mean, he's, he's a big favorite. Pardon? He's very all-around, I think. He is, yeah. I mean, Schnell has had some good fights in the UFC, but overall, I've been kind of underwhelmed to be honest with you, in his career. Mm. Um, I think he's got a chance to win if it goes to the ground. He could submit him, maybe, but stay standing, which I think it will. I, I think Perez beats him on the feet. So, you know, for me, getting outstruck by Bontorin is not a good sign. You know, Marcel going and going against Perez, um, mm -hmm. I think he wins the fight. Rockwell, hey, Rockwell, what's going on, man? He likes match Schnell. I mean, I know the odds are... are um, Kind of wide, but uh, for me, it's it's Perez winning this fight. Minus three twenty, Marcel. But I, you know, I'm looking at maybe by stoppage is plus one seventy. You get plus money on Perez by stoppage. That's not a bad bet, I think. Honestly, I'm looking at that right now because I think he, if he wins, it'll probably be by stoppage. All right. I like striking with man's chin is scary. I know, dude. He's been knocked out a lot, man. Um, a lot of first round finishes, both records. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I'm looking at, uh, Glenn. Just the fight doesn't go the distance, guys. Is my is plus money. It, sorry, it's plus one hundred. So it's even money. That's not a bad bet. I don't think this fight goes in three rounds. What do you think, Marcel? Like I said, man, if Perez doesn't finish it, I see him winning a decision 100%, but I actually see him finishing it. Yeah, yes. that's not a bad bet, maybe, guys, to take that plus 100 on the finish. Just either guy getting a finish. It's not a bad bet, I don't think. It protects you in case um, Chanel gets a submission or something or knockout. So something I would look at anyways. Um, let's go to the next fight here. We got Miranda Maverick against Aaron Blanchfield. And odds for this one, 
minus 137 Mar- uh, Maverick, plus 117 for Blanchfield, the underdog, Marcel. What yeah. do you think about that, Marcel? Your this girl's is, the underdog in this fight. What do you think? This is actually your girl that gets my girl, right? So, well, uh, okay, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just fire Maverick, and I think Maverick is a good fighter. I think this last or last uh, loss against Macy Barber, complete bullshit. She won that fight, in my opinion. Split decision loss. Um, if you look at Blanchfield, Blanchfield should be still undefeated, and I say it every single time, man. That fight against Tracy Cortez, I didn't agree with that. I think she won that 2-1. to one. Um yeah, this is a great fight. It's actually very early in both girls' career to match them up against each other. You know, this was actually Maverick against De La Rosa, I think, mm-hmm. and it went to Maverick to Blanchfield. The thing is, I think Maverick is super, is uh, very good, very strong. I think Blanchfield is as well. But for me, Blanchfield is a more special athlete than Maverick. And maybe you don't agree with me on that, but I think Blanchfield as a higher ceiling than Maverick. I think Blanchfield with it now in two years can be in the top five of the division, maybe in the top three. And um, I'm going with Blanchfield. Yeah, I think we'll be super close. I'm going with the decision, but um, I, I don't see any girl getting a, a finish here. I think both are super tough. But I'm going with Blanchfield to your decision. I think it was Macy Barber versus um, De La Rosa first, and, right? Yeah. And then De La Rosa fell and Blanchfield stepped in, and then Barber fell and Maverick stepped in. That's so it. Eventually yeah. we get there. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, it's probably the fight that should have happened because let's be honest, guys, Maverick should have beaten Macy Barber in that fight. Like, I think yeah. all of us thought that. I like both girls a lot, as you know, Marcel. I think they're both really good fighters. Um, I, I hate they're being matched up, but I understand <laughs> it because, again, this division, there's a lot of, like, good young prospects. And, you know, the winner of this fight will get someone like, you know, a Just Guy or Cynthia Calvio, I would assume. This is a big fight for both these girls, you know. And I think especially for Maverick, it's a big fight because she technically lost her last fight. But I'll be honest with you, Marcel. You know, I like both of them a lot, but I like Erin Blanchfield, I think, a little bit more, buddy. I think you've really you've really convinced me on her. And I, <laughs> I liked her too, you know, but after seeing her the way she destroyed Sarah Alpar, I think she could control this fight takes place. Cause, you know, looking back at that Robertson fight, sometimes, you know, some of the grappling exchanges, Robertson did well in them. Um, Blanchfield's grappling, I think, is gonna be the advantage in this fight for her. Um, on the feet, her striking is not bad either. I, I think she can just kind of match Miranda everywhere. And also, again, she has the full camp and Miranda's taking a short notice. So while I do think it's a competitive fight, Marcel, you know, um, I think that the odds makers, they actually opened Blanchfield as the favorite and the line flipped. I think the odds makers were right. I think Blanchfield should be favored slightly. And I, I plus money, I'll take her as an underdog in this fight, Marcel. So there we go. Darren Blanchfield, man, as an underdog. I think she wins a decision. That's what I'm going to say in this one. Same. You know, so, it, it, the one time we picked against the one time I picked against her, I'll say that was against Norma Dumont, but that was at one forty five. I, I remember that. That yeah. was at tw- it was twenty pounds heavier or something like that, or it was one thirty five and Norma missed weight. I think that's what happened. Anyways, yeah, I was um, happy that didn't happen. Actually, <laughs> she would have. She probably wouldn't lay on top of her. Norma's a good fighter too. I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But um, yeah, I think Blanchfield can get this job, guys. Let's get the comments. Rockwell, my girl Maverick, can show. I mean, it's definitely possible. It's a close fight. It's close, but I, I'm leaning towards Blanchfield. Kevin says he's excited to see Blanchfield step up. I think both girls will be top five. I think so too. Um, they're both good. Josh uh, Watson Lewis likes uh, Blanchfield. You're gonna say you know, Ro- Rockwell's gonna hate me, man. I'm picking up against all this. I know, I know, people. I know. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> That's okay. That's Sorry. okay. Well, we'll see what the next one. Maybe we're all gonna have a unanimous pick in this one. But uh, yeah. let's go to the next fight. Middleweights. Andre Muniz, another one of my guys, taking on Eric Anders. A lot of my guys are on this card, and my girls Marcel on this card. You know, but uh, yeah. this is a good fight, man. Muniz and Anders, and right now Andre Muniz minus one thirty-five. Eric Anders plus one fifteen. What do you think, Sergio Pano or your boy? Who wins the fight? 
I think it's kind of disrespectful to have Muniz and Perez on early prelims, to be really honest, man. I think Muniz, after that uh, Jacare win, that submission... Let me, uh, let me that, stop you uh, for one second. How disrespectful is it this guy fell in the top 15? Why did he fall in the top 15? He hasn't lost since he beat Jacare. Tell me why he's yeah, not in the top 15 anymore. I don't get no it. Idea, man. <clears throat> Same. I have no idea. It's just weird, you know? I think he's a great fighter. Uh, we saw it so far. Uh, the Fabinski, the, the Jacare fight, the Arroyo fight... Um, wasn't amazing but he won that fight and he, he actually i remember he was fighting taylor johnson in the in the contender series and everybody was high on taylor johnson you know i think taylor johnson was undefeated back then and uh Muniz submitted him in like 90 seconds i think so i mean Muniz has looked really good so far i think if you look at eric anders sometimes looks good sometimes not and has sometimes issues going to the later rounds in my opinion um I'm I'm all in Muniz here, man. I would be super surprised if Anders gets it done. I also think it's a short notice fight for Anders. Muniz was supposed to fight Duplessis, so um, I, I, I'm fully on Muniz here, man. I'm thinking Muniz also might maybe uh, pull off a submission somehow. So I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, dude, if you can if you can submit Jacare, you can submit Eric Anders, but maybe a decision is more likely. I'm going with a decision, but he can pull off a submission. Going with a decision still. Yeah, I mean, this fight is, it's an interesting fight, but, you know, I like Muniz. And here's the other thing, it's at middleweight too. Eric Anders' last fight was at, I think his last two fights were at light heavyweight, right? Mm -hmm. So he's going back down to middleweight on short notice, kind of weird. Um, don't, I don't really understand this matchmaking, I'll be honest with you, I don't get it. Uh, I don't think, like, I like Anders, he's a good fighter, but I don't think he deserved Andre Muniz. I think Andre deserved a top 15 guy, and I just, kind of, this one's, Making me scratch my head, like he should have fought someone like a Brad Tavares or something. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. It's still a short notice, but it's weird for going for Jacare to Eric Anders. But yeah, it's, it's you know. it seems like a step down a little bit too. Even though Jacare is at the end of his career, but anyways, you know, Eric Anders could win. I mean, he's obviously got some power. He's a big guy, but I just feel like Muniz is just better everywhere. Honestly, Marcel, I think he's the better grappler, obviously, and I think his striking is pretty good too. You know, so I, you guys know me. I, I love this dude. I mean, I'm not gonna stop picking against him now. I'm taking him against Eric Anders for sure. And at minus 135, it's not a bad price. You're getting a cheap price on him, too. I thought the odds would be higher, um, Marcel. Right? Actually, yeah, the odds are they're basically open at that, too. So it's staying steady. I, I think there's value there, honestly, Marcel. Um, I think it should be like two to one. Minus 135 is not a bad line. I think. Anyways, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, Tristan. Hey, Tristan, what's up, man? Muniz deserves top 15 more than about 100%. Edmund in the top 15 is crazy. I mean, I, I say this as a guy, you know, used to really like him, but three fight losing streak. Get them out of there. You still like Anders Lai, almost auto fade. Hard to pick against Muniz. I, dude, I agree. I mean, I don't know how you pick against him. Hey, Rock Twerk, what's going on, man? He says, yeah, boys, a bully fire with questionable IQ. Muniz's fight to lose, 100%. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, while, like, nothing ever shocks me in this sport, but I would be surprised, honestly, if Anders won the fight. So I like Muniz a lot in this one. You know, and you guys all seem to like him too. Muniz by sub. Yeah, I think it's possible. Um, the guy's, I mean, look what he did. Whoever, who does that to uh, Jokere, Marcel? Tell me. Uh, exactly, nobody. <laughs> but that was the first time he's been submitted, I think, right? Yeah. Jokere was the first time, yeah. Um, Anders has never been submitted, but I think this could be the time where he does get submitted. Even not, though, like, I think Muniz can surprise people on the feet, too. This guy's good, man. I mean, if you would say before a fight, before Jacare got finished, and Muniz is fighting both Anders or Jacare, and what fight would he likely get the submission? Nobody yeah, no, right? Crazy, you know, crazy, you know, crazy. So. You're right, you're right. And it's not like Anders is not um, a young guy either. You know, he's not Jacare's age, but, you know, Anders is, uh, you know, he's 34 years old, so he's not like the youngest guy either.
Um, all right, let's go to the next fight here. Jordan Ray against uh, Bruno Silva, Marcel. Bruno Silva is one of the biggest favorites in the card. Minus 345, Jordan Ray plus 285. Um, I feel like this is a it's it's almost a bit more difficult fight than Julian Marquez in, in some ways um, than Ray was supposed to fight. Uh, what do you think, Marcel? I, right, the odds say he's going to probably get knocked out again. What do you think? It's kind of a weird fight, you know, because uh, Bruno Silva in this last fight, he got dominated by Andrew Sanchez and still got the finish late in the third round, you know, and put it out against Wellington Thurman. Wellington Thurman did good in the beginning, and then he, he stopped <laughs> Wellington Thurman late in the round one, you know. So it's like uh, he, he can overcome adversity. If you look at Jordan Wright, I think he had a great UFC debut against Ike Villanueva. Um, then lost to Buckley, and then Pickett. Yeah, man, he, he did very well in that fight. So he's two on one in the UFC. The contender series fight against Anthony Hernandez, I still remember it. That got overturned to a no contest, right? But he got knocked out in that one. Um, yeah, man, you know, I think likely so as long Wright will keep standing and doesn't go to the ground because Silva has difficulties with, with, with getting to the ground. Um, I think Silva will probably land a knockout shot again. So I'm going with Silva here, and I think it will be early in the fight, probably first round, you know, and it's not because I think Wright sucks or whatever, but I just think both guys are going to trade shots, and I think Silva will, uh, will be the one uh, coming out victorious. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I have to agree with this one. As someone who better Andrew Sanchez, that was frustrating, man, honestly, because seven takedowns, guys. You saw what happened. He just completely gassed out and got KO'd again. And he's cut now by the UFC, right? Which is crazy. Um, I just don't see Wright having that same grappling uh, threat. You know, like he's a decent grappler, but he's not great like, like mm -hmm. Andrew Sanchez is. And his, it's Jordan Wright's gas tank, I think, is questionable too, Marcel. Like he's a fast yeah. starter. He's one of those guys that goes for the knockout quickly. Bruno Silva, yeah. like, He's he's a pretty tough guy to finish, I think. Um, I feel like it's more likely he gets the finish, so it's possible Wright could catch him, but I'm not willing to put, I'm not willing to risk the uh, the money on the underdog here. I'm going to go with Bruno Silva by knockout team Marcel. And I just looked at the first round because I was thinking the exact same thing that you had, and it's plus two ten. So uh, I would stay away far from this fight, dude. Far. It's not like I love. I don't love Silva at minus three forty five guys by any means, but he should win the fight. You know, he should not go Jordan right. Jordan's got some durability issues, so he should win the fight. Let me get these comments. Alan likes some of these as well. Me too. Live bet opportunity. Uh, if it's one on one going in third. Which fight? The the right fight, uh, or with Silva? Or are you talking about the Minis? I think he was talking about Anders. Anders, okay, yeah, fair enough. Speaking right. I mean, it's possible, yeah. Christian, honestly, because he's a fast starter. It's possible. Clay saw Guida subbed him multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Anything can happen in the sport. We all know that. We saw uh, Rodolfo Vieira get uh, subbed by uh, Hernandez, right? The guy we just talked about. So, so the first round knockout. I'm thinking so too, guys. That's what I'm thinking. Like, so I wouldn't touch him with a better perspective. I agree, hype MMA. I think the, the odds are too high, man. Minus 345 is high, you know? He should win, though. You know, he, he should win. And again, DraftKings, he's a guy you want to look at, too, I think, because he's got the power. Um, let's go to the heavyweights now, Marcel. Looking forward to talking about this one. Augusto Sakai against Tai Tuvisa. Pick them odds, Marcel, minus 110 each. And I'm going to, I'll start with this one. I, I'm surprised by these odds. I love Ty Tuvase in this fight, guys. I think he knocks him out. I think he knocks Augusto Sakai out. Ty's looked amazing lately. He's really improved, I think. And Sakai's not really a grappler, right? So how does he win? Just knocks out Ty? I don't think so. I think Ty's going to knock him out in the first round, Marcel. I love Ty Tuvase in minus 110. I'm just saying right now, guys, he's a guy I really, really like in the spot. Um, I think he wins by first round knockout, which. Is tied to base in round one. Naoko is plus three eighty eight, so that's pretty crazy. But I think he knocks him on the first round. I, I love tied to base in this one. What do you value, Marcel? 
I would bet on that. Yeah, I mean that's a crazy. That's crazy. Well, I, tell me what the what's with the odds, guys? You tell me. I'm just surprised it's like this. Like, I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's, it should be like more than two to one or anything like that. But it's, like, it's, it's likely the most. And it's likely the most uh, common sense outcome, in my opinion. You know, if you pick Tuivasa here, yeah. Um, and I think as well, man, Sakai still hasn't impressed me at all in the UFC, to be really honest. You know, and Taito Ivasa, you know, he had some bad moments, you know, and uh, you also saw he got tagged against Greg Hardy, but he over he, he overcame adversity. I keep yeah. saying that, and uh, yeah, he won the fight with a knockout, you know, and I think. Um, as long as it's stand, standing, and, and we know Tuivasa can also stand up if he goes to the ground, you know. Mm -hmm. So, if Sakai tries to get him to the ground, he still has to put him away. And I don't think uh, Tuivasa or, or Sakai will put him away at all. So, Tuivasa has chance for 15 minutes to knock him out. And I see it happening probably in the first round. I think he knocks him out too. I'm honestly surprised the pick him fight. Like, I think there's good value here on Tuivasa. It's a heavyweight fight, you never know, but. I would, this is a guy I would definitely throw a unit on for sure. Let's get some comments here. Uh, Rock Torque, Smash Time likes, hell yeah, man. Do it, guys. Uh, need a shoey. Hey, maybe if uh, Ty wins by knockout, Marcel will do a shoey on the show. I'm not doing one, though. But maybe oh, Marcel will I, do I, I, still ha I still have to do one, man. You owe, you owe still, someone yeah, one. Maybe you'll do it no. in the show. I think you got to do it live on here, man. You got to. Like, if you're going to do it, I don't want you doing it and being like, yo, guys, I did a shoey. You got to do it in the podcast and show us all. Okay? You, know, you know what it is, man? I have a, a, a Dutch podcast. I, I have a podcast with Gilbert Ivel and Dennis mm -hmm. uh, Corman. And uh, we do picks for the last three UFC fights for every event. And Gilbert is like uh, on top, like 50 points in front. And we said the guys who are losing have to do a shoey at the end of the year. So yeah. I'm fucked. You know, I'm just yeah. Fucked. <laughs> yeah, we get these comments. Andre's here. One of my favorite guys, Andre's. What's going on, man? Hope everything's well with you, buddy. Glenn says not to return to base. Last one for deep point was against Starlovsky. I think Greg Hardy's decent, man. I don't think he's bad at all. I mean, he's not he's not great, but I don't think he's bad. Sakai would uh, I, Sakai knocked out Tempura, which was a good win, I guess. I think we have to put in place the, the athlete Greg Hardy and the person Greg Hardy. You know, that, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, I think your, Greg Hardy's not a bad fighter. He's he's decent. Oh, can you guys? No, it's okay. No, it's okay. All right, yeah. cool. I think he's decent, Marcel. You know, he's not great, but I would say he's he's honestly like I don't think it's a bad win at all. I think it's decent. Hope uh Tuvasa knocks him out. Yeah, I think it's possible. Here's another comment. Hype in me. Ty scared me the great Hardy fight, but volume Sakai's volume puncher. I see a decision really finished. Ty can't get him out. Possible. I'm just not really that high in Sagusta Sakai. I'll be honest with you, Marcel. Like, I'm really not. He's, he's a big he's dude, like, though. He is gonna be a bigger guy. I will say that. I saw him in Brazil when I was there for that card a few years ago, Marcel. He, like I'm a big person, he's even bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like he's a big dude. So he is one of those guys at heavyweight who are ranked in the top ten, like Shamil Abdurakimov. You want to fight if you're not in the top ten. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he's a winnable fight. He's definitely yeah. a winnable fight. And I think the UFC is giving Ty a winnable fight here. Mm -hmm. Um Tristan likes the under 2.5. And and he's talking about the, the Rosenstruck fight. Rosenstruck's a low volume guy too. And I, you know, as someone that night I had Rosenstruck as the last guy in my DraftKings team. I came in fourth place out of like 30,000 people. I needed him to win by knockout, and he did the job, but he didn't get going until that last 30, 10 seconds. Literally 10 seconds, he threw his first punch. Ty's a fast <laughs> starter. Ty's going to walk. Ty will land punches early in the fight. I don't think he's going to wait until 10 seconds left because he's not going to do the frozen strike. We talked Marcel the frozen strike, right? He just stands there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that before. You gotta use that's my story calling it now because you just stay it's more like Woodley, right? The frozen hands. Big Brew, what's going on, man? He says Sakai looks scared. He sure did, didn't he? It was a bad performance. Yeah, the Australian guys for sure. I mean, it seems like they're getting more training. And I heard that next year they're gonna it's gonna be way more open, but you're right. It's a good question. 
Although in this case, I don't know how much he needs. I mean, it's a heavyweight fight. You know what I mean, Marcel? He just needs to land that punch. So, tie first round knockout, dude. That's what I'm thinking too, Rockwell. That's what I'm looking at too. I think I think there's good value in that prop. Like, I don't. Not every book's gonna have that prop, guys. But if you do have a book that says two days by first round knockout and get like plus four hundred, that's the most likely outcome in this fight, is it not, Marcel? It really is. It might be if you pick Tuivasa, then it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next fight. Pedro Munoz against Dominic Cruz. Minus 110 each, Marcel. Another pick of fight. Another head. What do you call them? A nightmare fight to pick, Marcel. That's what you call these ones. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Honestly, what do you think in this one, man? I'm, I'm actually pretty convinced in this one, man. I think, um, yeah, it sounded kind of sounds disrespectful, but I think Dominic Cruz's best days are gone, to be really honest. Although he didn't look bad against Casey Kenny, dude. But uh, Pedro Munoz, I still think Pedro Munoz has a lot to give to the division. You know, uh, it's loss against Edgar. I like Edgar, but it was bullshit in my opinion. And it's loss against oh, yeah. Aldo. Yeah, he lost that fight against Aldo, but that was a competitive fight, you know. Um, the thing is, I think Pedro Munoz uh, can do work for three rounds and uh, Cruz. Cruz, in my opinion, still the greatest of all time in bantamweight, you know, but it's not anymore the on the top level that he need to be to be on top of the division. So I'm going with Munoz here. I think Munoz wins the decision here. Well, we're on the same page with this one, man. I like Munoz too by decision. There you go. So we're on the same page. I wasn't sure you're going to think on this one because the odds are obviously are close. I'm with you on Dominic Cruz. I'm just not sold on the guy anymore. I'm really not. I mean, even the Casey Kenny fight was super close. Mm-hmm. Kenny, you know, basically it came down to it like a late takedown that won him the fight. That's all it came down to. Munoz, I don't think will be taken down. It's going to be a stand-up fight. Munoz is, to me, he's going to have more volume on the feet. He's going to throw more kicks. He's just going to land more. You know, I'm going to throw more. And I think that's good for the judges. Cruz, obviously, very, very good defensively, hard to hit. But, you know, he's not the same Cruz as he used to be. Um, I think it's a competitive fight, Marcel, but I, I think Munoz will win a decision. So that's my pick in this one, guys. Munoz by decision. What is that? Let me take a look. Plus two fifty? Holy shit! I didn't realize it was that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's the most likely outcome here. Even Cruz by decision plus two hundred is possible. Yeah, I, I think this most possible. Yeah. Marcel, I think this fight goes the distance. I don't see a right, finish in this fight. Yeah, I don't see a finish in this one. Um, but man, Munoz by decision at plus two fifty is very tempting. I got to be honest with you guys. That's what I'm thinking. Let's get some comments here. Uh, Cruz dancing decision possible for sure. Like Dom, slightly worried, uh, slightly just because Pedro's quite stationary. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Pedro, fun striker, but you're right. He's got some issues, man. That's why I'm with Aldo, right? He just stood there and got picked apart. So it's possible. But well, it's Aldo, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm with Rob Torque. How much emphasis do you guys place on seeing the Waynes and face offs? I mean, I always want to see that stuff, but, you know, it's I. It's like a second. It's like a. It's like the last thing I look at, obviously, before I put my picks in. So there's some importance to it, but I'm more the weight. Like, but like I'm gonna, for, it like, just depends. Like Cody Garbrandt's a guy I'm gonna really look at this weekend. For yeah, you know what I mean? exactly, so, like, yeah. It just depends on the fight. Like so it that, depends that, on the fighter. Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. So there you go. I, f- I feel like if you see somebody shaky on, on the scale, like you saw Aspen last yeah, night, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's something that's concerning. Yeah, absolutely, you know? I agree. But, that's something you can fade. Yeah, I agree. But normally we we give we think about our picks before, you know. And yeah, I, I, I don't make many thing. changes. I don't make many changes. Same here, but again, you know, it it, it does. It does come into play, but you're right, Marcel. It's it's a lot. It's not like the most important thing. The most important thing for for me would be like, you know, how they match up against each other stylistically. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's pretty much the most important thing in MMA. Rockwell, Dom's hand picked this fight. Yeah, that's the thing. Dom hand also hand picked Casey Kenny, right? So and he won that fight. So I I I think he did. I think he definitely talks to Sean Shelby, Nick Maynard. He's like, this is the fight I want. 
you know, and it's kind of weird that he didn't end up fighting O'Malley because that's the fight, you know, they were calling each other for months ago, Marshall, after they both won earlier this year. And they, they're fighting on the same card, but they're not. Anyways, Peter Cruz's style. But he could still eco to split. It's possible. Kaikara. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Uh, final prelim fight. Dan Ige versus Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett minus 160. Dan Ige plus 140. Give my boy Cole, Sheldon, Michelle. You interview both guys. And... Uh, I can't wait for this fight. I feel like this is another fight flying under the radar. I think this could be a low-key fight of the night. These guys are two guys that love to stand and bang. Fucking love this fight, Marcel. Give me your thoughts on it, man. Yeah, man. It's such a difficult one, I think. Uh, Josh Allen was supposed to fight, I think, Arnold Allen on this card. Yep. But uh, Allen got injured, and uh, then Ige took the fight. And that fight was never officially uh, announced by anybody that uh, Ahmed against uh, Arnold Allen. I think Mike Heck did uh, in, in, his, uh, in his article. Um, yeah, I mean, Josh Emmett, long injury again. You know, last fight against Shane Burgos, very competitive fight. Emmett won that fight. Uh, fight of the night as well. I mean, we all know Emmett has power. You know, many of his fights ending in KOs. Before that, uh, winning against Mirsad Bakhtich, Michael Johnson. Losing to Jeremy Stevens, that's a long time ago, actually. And he got, like, fractures in his face, I think, from it. Where some, uh, yep. I still think, some really unnecessary punches from Jeremy and on those late, oh late yeah, the late. I think it was like a late elbow, wasn't it? Like yeah. he threw in the ground or something. Yeah, it was bad. And uh, then then Ige, um, he lost his last fight against Chan Sung Jung. I mean, <clears throat> I think I, I don't know if I picked him in the fight. I think I did. I'm not sure. Uh, before that, that that quick knockout over Gavin over Gavin Tucker, and uh, we all remember the Cater fight in uh, Abu Dhabi, which was uh, which which was for Cater. I think Ego only won one round, if I'm correct. I'm not sure. Before that one, the the Barbosa fight, the split one. I think uh, Barbosa actually won that fight, but Ego got it. Um, it. It's super difficult, man. I don't know how Ahmed returns from his injuries. You know what I mean? Because Ahmed has dealt with lots of injuries during his career. And the thing is, how does he return here? If he if he returns the Ahmed that fought against Burgos, he likely wins this fight, you know. But does he come back as that Ahmed? I don't know. But I have to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know. And I think Ahmed uh, will win. I'm going with the decision here, but I think it will be a very fun fight, and it's a possibility for a fight of the night. I like Ahmed too, man. As long as he's healthy, he wins this fight. Because like, how does how does Danny D beat him? How does he win? He's not going to take him yeah. down. He's gonna have to outstrike this guy for three rounds and basically win the decision because he's not gonna. I don't think knock out Josh Emmett. Jerry Siemens did, but that's Jerry yeah, Siemens. The, the only thing, what, what I say, if he is not, uh, if he's still yeah. with injuries, isn't isn't coming back like he was before. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that Ponzinibbio Jing Liang fight, like earlier yeah. this year, right? Yeah, where he came back, he was hurt, came back for that long injury, and then next fight looked good. Anyways, I like Emmett. I think he wins the fight, guys. I really like him here. Actually, I think. You know, hopefully I'm just not, like, underselling the fact he did miss a year and a half because usually I don't like betting on guys that have missed that much time. But I just think he's such a better fighter, honestly, Marcel. And I'd say that as someone who thinks Danny is decent. But to me, there is a difference between these guys like Josh Emmett and the rest of these top elite guys in this division and a guy like Danny who's, like, you know, top 15 guy. I think Emmett's the real deal, man. Like, this guy has been nothing but impressive. Huge power, really durable guy. Good wrestling, good camp, team alpha male, everything I like about him, man. I, I I just don't really see Dan Ige having a path to victory in the fight, Marcel, because I don't think he can take him down. He can't sub him. And on the feet, you know, again, I don't think he knocks him out. So he's gonna have to win on points for 50 minutes. Don't see that yeah, happening. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Josh Emmett, man. Let's go with Josh Emmett here. It's a more calm. Yeah. Do you guys think Emmett will show up at any age in this fight? I hope not. I mean, he's an older guy though. He's 36. I mean, you have to bring it up. We, we I shouldn't definitely mention that. He's 36. He's yeah, not yet. That, that's what that's no, pretty but, much what we're saying. 
with the, the, the yeah exactly the, the injuries and the layoff right yeah. yeah yeah but he is 36 you know and it's and this division is meant for younger guys right but oh, you know I, I think uh dan is i think he's 30 or 31 he's 30 so he's right. six years younger i just think evan's a better fighter though i mean you usually i will fade the young uh the older guy in a close fight but i just think emmett's better like everywhere and it's the hardest thing small guy I've ever seen. You know what's crazy, man? They used to say Emmett was like this huge knockout guy. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, where is he's knockout? Where do they keep calling him this? And then he started knocking everyone out. And I was like, okay, I'm wrong about it. I remember there was one fight uh, where I think it was the Michael Johnson fight. Actually. Michael Johnson won third round, yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, he's such a knockout artist. And he wasn't knocking him out. I'm like, just because you knocked out Lamas doesn't mean anything. Then he knocks out Johnson. Then he knocks out Beckton. So I'm like, all right, I'll shut up now. This guy definitely's <laughs> got some power. He's a beast. Emmett by violence. Hope the cardio holds up. I think it will. I got Emmett. Do you think he'll mix in some takedowns? Um, I think it'd be smart, you know. I think it'd be smart, but I think it's going to stay on the feet for the most part, guys. A lot of money on Ege. Oh, geez, Tristan, you like? Uh, oh, you're saying other people bet on? Yeah, I saw that the lines come down. I guess it's because the the layoff, but I like Emmett, man. Emmett threw 250 strikes against Burgos, and Burgos is a better fighter than Dan. He beat him right cleanly. Ege loads up a lot. Ege's decent, but you're right. I mean, striking is not. I don't. It's decent. I don't think it's amazing. Josh Emmett just has that like. It's crazy. He just throws a punch and he knocks you out, Marcel. Like it's it's almost like it's un, it's unreal how much power the guy really does have. Like I was wrong about him, man. You know, like he does have a lot of power. Anyways, all right, main card. Let's do it, guys. Five fights in the pay per view. Uh, this is a good card, man. And the first fight of the night, you got the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley against Raleigh and Piva. Awesome fight. Uh, minus two eighty, Sean O'Malley plus two forty, Raleigh and Piva. What do you think, man? Yeah, this is uh, actually a fun matchup, you know. Uh, if you look at Sean O'Malley, he's on a two-fight win streak. Um, win over Almeida, dominated that fight. And uh, the Moutinho fight, he dominated as well. And uh, I think Herb did not some money on the late stoppage or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> that fight, complete bullshit stoppage. If you wanted to stop that fight, you could have stopped that like five minutes earlier, but you didn't, you know. Um Still good performance for Sean O'Malley. You know, only one loss on his in his record against Marlon Vera from that kick to the to back of the knee where he didn't felt his uh, or, or he couldn't stand on his leg and he got finished later. Uh, if you look at Paiva, three and zero right now, three and zero in his last three fights. Uh, before that, he lost his first two fights. Loss, I gotta say, because that that loss against Kai Kara France was a robbery in my opinion. Uh, after that, got a, got stopped due to a cut. Three wins, only the Zaga Sumagulo fight was kind of sketchy, I think, and uh, the, the Phillip fight was very close as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, people are like, this is the biggest test for William Paiva so far. But it's also the biggest test for Sean O'Malley so far, I think, at the same time, you know? And Rolian Paiva has been through a lot in his life. You guys have to look back on on his story. I'm not going uh, to tell it here all. But um, let's do the stuff. Um, O'Malley, O'Malley has to has to try to 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 stop him. I think you know because we saw O'Malley, he he doesn't get really better in the later rounds, in my opinion. You know, and he, he still can win those fights in the later rounds, but he doesn't really get anything better, and he he slows down as well. And Paiva, Paiva has a better ground game than many people expect. You know, and if Paiva can implement his ground game to Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley might be in trouble here. So I'm going with the decision for Rolly and Paiva. Honestly, man, I think Paiva wins the fight. Yeah, Paiva is uh, is a good fighter, man. He's solid. Um, he trades in a good camp, Team Alpha, though, right? So those guys are hot right now. I don't think he should beat Kyler Phillips. I'll tell you right now, that should have been a draw, I believe. Uh, the numbers basically say that too. I don't agree with the judges in that fight. Um, 
so yeah, you know, for me, it's weird because I actually think that Kyler Phillips is actually a slightly better fighter than Sean O'Malley. So yeah, the fact that this guy I beat him should him. make me think that I'm going to pick him, right? But I, I just can't, you know, because I don't really think he won that fight. And Sean O'Malley, to me, I feel like it's, I, you know, you, okay, the UFC, you have to fight whoever, right? But it sure seems like they give him fights that he can win. And I feel like he's going to win this fight too, Marcel. You know, I feel like it's a hand-picked fight for him to get to that t- top 15 spot. Um, and I think it's possible he stops the guy too, you know, Marcel. I think it's possible. If not, he's going to have to work for that decision. I'll tell you that right now because Pivot's a dog. He's going to keep coming after him 50 minutes. Um, but how do you not pick O'Malley? Like, you know, how do you I not do. pick him? Right? I, I do. do. You didn't pick him. I do pick him. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I got to pick him though, Marcel, because to me, he's just – I think he's the better striker, you know? And I think that's what it comes down to. It's going to be on the feet. And I think it's the volume and – Maybe knock him out. Do so you think he a decision or knock out? What do you think for for your guy? Yeah, decision. I th- I think he he will implement his ground game by five. Be smart. It'd be smart. Player. You know, I'll tell you this right now. Sean O'Malley loses this fight. This is horrible for his stock. You know, um, find the guy kind of annoying. This whole you know unranked champion, all this garbage. Like it's just stupid. Like do you find someone that like fight someone ranked? Like he is finally fighting someone ranked. But I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with people I, saying, oh, you know, give him a new contract. Then he'll fight someone ranked. Come on, guys. Every, ranked every anymore, fighter huh? will say that. Then pardon. I ain't ranked anymore, right? He's not 15? Oh, I thought he no, was. No, Song Yadong is not ranked. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. My bad. So, yeah. Anyways, I I think O'Malley's going to win this one. We get the comments, guys. Uh, let's see here. Is there value uh, value in private plus 240? Marcel seems to think so. Almeida and Martina are levels below private. I agree with that, too. They're not, they're not that good. Um, how good are private's leg kicks? I, I don't know. Are they... They're okay. I, I don't know. I think he's more of like a hands guy, right? More of like striking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry, hand, like punching, I should say, boxing. Rowling could win if you bully Sugar. However, I don't see Rowling as that guy, third round finish with Sugar, possible. Talking about Piva's girlfriend uh, passing away. Yeah, she actually didn't really. She she got actually killed. She got, uh, they were on a, I think they were on a bar and just there were, were problems and they went away to home and a, a, a car struck them from behind on purpose and she, she got killed in that accident yeah that's just terrible poor guy um that's horrible other comments Piva showed uh frailty against Philip O'Malley's better balance and Phillips won't let Piva off the hook kind of thinking so too Piva grounded pound so you guys are liking Piva it's not I don't think it's a bad pick I think the odds are high O'Malley's a douche <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> of course of course Kevin who knows O'Malley's hands 100% Piva's overall made games you know it is an MMA fight you're right Tristan I agree with that plus money goes the distance looking good that's possible too so here's a cash cow, slow build, probably goes to dodges, Piper's hittable, my decision needs to step up. Yeah. Should be a good fight though, I'll tell you that right now. But I'm leaning towards O'Malley. All right, and Marcel's the other way. So there you go, Piva. Um, and that's your second underdog pick, I believe, after Blanchfield, who you both had. So there you go. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Kai Kara France against uh, Cody Garbrandt. This is a good fight here. We got uh, no love against Don't Blink. So it should be a fun one, Marcel. Minus 135, Cody Garbrandt. Kai Kara France plus 115. I'm going to start with my pick in this one, Marcel. Now it's my turn to pick an underdog. I want the underdog here, Marcel, Kai Kara France. So this is a this is an interesting fight. It's definitely not an easy one to call. My initial lean was towards Cody, but honestly, like, I, I, can't, I don't trust him at all, guys, anymore. Because if you look at the numbers, he's just been outstruck and, and knocked down so many times in his last couple of fights. Other than the Asuncel fight, which he looked amazing, and he's just he's looked pretty bad. And I know he fought Dale Sean, he was on EPO, but the Munoz fight got dragged to war. He didn't look good against Rob Font either. 
to me, the last really great, I mean, besides the Sunset Knockout, which was amazing, but the last great performance was Dominic Cruz in 2016, a long time ago. I don't trust this guy going down to 125. I feel like it's going to be a hard wake up for him. But again, it's something I want to look at on Friday. I really want to watch him weigh in. It just feels like this guy is going to have a hard time to cut this weight. And he's a guy with durability was also already bad. And now he's going down to this weight class. Uh, I don't know. Because Car France is a, is a knockout guy, right? He's got power. Um, showed that in his last fight. Um, I don't think he's an amazing fighter by any means, Marcel. But I think stylistically matches up decently because Garbrandt's not really a wrestler, right? I think the key to being France would just to take him down um or get him to the ground like royval did submit him right i don't think garbrandt's really gonna he could if he if he's smart i think he shoots and just holds him to the ground but i don't think he will i think it's gonna take place on the feet and i think cody gets knocked out again marcel so i'm gonna go with kai car france here man kai car france by knockout the odds plus 360 it's not bad but i think he's got a good chance to knock him out honestly what do you think man um, you know how much I love flyweight but this fucking fight shouldn't be on the main card in my opinion um you know it's also my third underdog pick of the night here. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm also on Kaikara France because I don't trust Cody's chin at all. You know, I see him cutting down to flyweight. I saw a picture of his and it actually didn't look, I shouldn't talk about anybody's body to be I honest, saw but it. It, didn't look it didn't look healthy at all in my opinion, you know. Yeah. Uh, it actually looked, he looked kind of scary. He looked like a, kind of McGregor-ish at 145 when he's cutting <laughs> weight. That's how it kind of looked, you know. And um, I, was I was really concerned when I saw that. Um, Still, I think he can give him a good matchup, but I'm on Cara France, man. I think uh, if he doesn't stop him, he wins a decision. So I'm going with a decision here yeah. for Cara France. And I don't even think that Cara France is that big of a prospect in the division. You know, I think he's yeah. a solid top 10 guy, but I don't see him going any new, anywhere near the top, to be really he's honest. He's a gatekeeper, you know? basically. You know, that's yeah. what they're doing. They're basically like, can you beat this guy? Because he's like, or like, he's like a top 10 guy, but can you beat him? Mm -hmm. I, and if you can't, then there's no future for you at flyweight, anyways. I don't think I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't trust Cody's chin. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Let's get these comments, guys. Uh, what do you think will happen, with Cody's chin? I just told you. I think he gets knocked out. Probably. Ever decision? He gets, he's gonna get dropped. I think once in this fight, at least. I'll tell you that right now. Cody's a fair just off his name. That is true, and he could still win the fight. But I agree, it's because he's because he's the former champion. He's got a big name. Andre likes to pick two. Uh, no love. Off the bare knuckle. You know what? That's probably a good spot for him, you know, because he's more of a stand-up guy. Um, let's see. Plus 360 by knockout. Yeah. I think it's possible, man. No love. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, favorite despite never fighting at the weight. That is kind of surprising, Julian. But he's, again, he's usually the favorite. You know, fans like the guy. He's a big star for the UFC. So I, I kind of get it. Remember, that stuff's baked into the line, the hype and stuff. Kai does have a very accurate right hand. It's really accurate. Like, look at the last fight. Bontarine had him in that body triangle for like four and a half minutes, and he just needed one punch to brutally finish him. Remember that? He flatlined the guy. Uh, Bontarine fell down, and he just yeah. face-planted or whatever. Kai's going to come out hot. I think so, too. I think – and then I was actually in Vegas two years ago when he fought uh, Moreno. That fight was really close, guys. Like, and Moreno's the champ, right? I You know, again, it was a little a while ago, but he can hold his own against anyone, and I just feel like his chin's going to be decent. All right. Three fights left. Let's go to the next fight. Welter waits. Santiago Ponzinibbio and Jeff Neal. Another close fight. The line is moving finally. It was basically a pick them all week. Now it's starting to move towards Ponzinibbio. Minus 125. Jeff Neal plus 105. What are your thoughts on this one, man? So um, I think it's a super close fight. The thing is uh, with Jeff Neal, he was in the news, not in a very positive way, right, uh, last week. Um, 
we all know that we can all uh, we can all watch that back. Um, the thing is, I think it's super close fight. Let's saw Ponzinibbio last time out against Baeza. Great fight, fight of the night. Won that fight before that. Uh, got finished by Li Jingliang. Something I didn't see see happening, to be really honest. Jeff Neal, he lost his last two. He lost against uh, Stephen Thompson. Uh, very one-sided. And he lost to Magni. Good first round, but second and third round, not really good. Um, I'm, not on the Je- I'm not off the Jeff Neal bandwagon, but I'm still thinking Ponzinibbio wins the fight. I'm going with a decision win for Santiago here. Ah, so let's honestly I have the same thought as you, man. This is disappointing because I'm a huge Jeff Neal fan. Same. I was I was definitely expecting to pick him, but this baggage from outside the octagon, how could it not affect him? The guy was just arrested mm-hmm. for DWI and for weapons charges because apparently he was intoxicated, had a weapon in his car, which is a felt uh which is a crime. Um what? West has DWI uh, driving while intoxicated. So while intoxicated, yes, okay. yeah. yeah. There's also a DUI. It's similar. Yeah, that's what I influence. know. Yeah. So it's it's just that's what they call it there. So I feel like, man, you know, it just that that uh, the baggage kind of bothers me a little bit. Anyways, you know, I feel like this is a it's a great fight. I just wish that that didn't happen. You know, Marcel, because I think yeah, I'd be same. more hyped for it if anything. <sighs> I think it's close. You know, I'm. I'm just leaning a little bit towards Ponzinibbio because I feel like he can outstrike him kind of from the outside, Marcel. That's what I'm thinking. Jeff, I love Jeff, man. And you know, I talked about that Kerry France and Moreno fight. I saw him fight Jeff, Mike Perry that night, knocked him out. I'm like, damn, this guy's going to be the next big thing. And just he's kind of fallen off since then, Marcel. You know, he's barely fought. The, first, the two times he's fought, he's looked pretty awful, in my opinion. Not sure what happened to this guy. I mean, he comes from a great camp at Fortis. He's a guy with huge power. He's got submissions. Just to me, it looks like he's on a slight decline. I will say that I also thought that about Ponzinibbio's last fight. He proved me wrong. So, you know, against Baeza. Um, but I think, you know, Ponzinibbio, we talked about earlier with that long layoff against uh, when he came back against Jing Liang, Marcel. You know, he just didn't look himself. But he looked more of himself, I think, the, the, the longer that fight went with Baeza. It looked really good in that third round. And mm-hmm. I think the momentum can kind of carry him through here. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Ponzinibbio to win the decision, guys. But uh, – not really a fight I'm interested in betting on, Marcel. To be honest with you, I think it's pretty competitive. It's super close, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me get these comments, guys. Uh, oops. Where is it? All right. Uh, isn't it weird that Neil's still fighting? No, no, no. Because he got he's out. He's out. Just like, uh, hey, Tadric Base here. What's going on, man? No, sure. His drug tax cast clean. He'll be off the hook and clean gun possession. That is true. The thing, the, the gun charge is because he was allegedly DUI or D, uh, driving while intoxicated. He, I yeah. think he has a gun license. It's not like he had an mm-hmm. illegal gun. But you can't have it when you're committing another crime. You can't have a gun or something, something like that. Yeah. But again, it's all alleged. Got to remember, you know, just because you see something doesn't mean it's, it's, you know, it's exactly what it says in the media. We don't know if he was like if he smoked a joint. We don't know if he was completely drunk. We really don't know. You know, should be super. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, with that, not, we have not, no idea. Uh, there's just no, yeah. there's no details. But I just, I do think it's, it, it's never a good thing when a guy just was in, you know, just was arrested. And now he's fighting like. Remember when Jerry Stevens fought Eves Edwards? He went to yeah, jail and, they, and he got knocked out the next first, yeah. his career, first time in his career. Never know, guys. I mean, every fight's different. You know, there's just something to keep in mind. Um, should be easier pawns. It doesn't extend like, like the leech. Uh, let's see here. Zach says the year and Thanksgiving prior beer with the fam. You never know. Man, if it's more, if it's only one beer, Zach, then it, he wouldn't have blown over, though, right? So, I, mm. although his, his, his lawyer says he blew under. Um, so, we'll, again, we don't know all the details, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see here, Glenn. I can forgive the pawns loss coming up two years. Pawns to, to win. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too, man. That's 
that's the thing. Like I, I, you know, I think I oversold that loss to Jingli at the time because I totally thought Baez was winning. And I think you know being Baez was a good one. That's what I'm thinking. Ponzi by decision as well. You know, losing to one boy is excusable. Magni makes everyone look bad. It's not like you lost the bad guys, you're right, man. But I also Ponzi hasn't really lost the bad guys, and you know. Again, he's been really consistent in the UFC over the years. He's been a great fighter. All right, Mark, so let's go to the last two fights, man. we got the co-main event, Amanda News versus Juliana Pena. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one, man. we got minus 900 favor here against the plus 600 underdog. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're both going to pick Amanda News. I think the question is, how does she finish the fight? Because I think she finishes it, and it's just like, is it submission or is it knockout? Because you got knockout at minus 140, but you got submission at plus 400. That's- what are you thinking, Marcel? These odds, as Adam calls those always, Bellator odds. Um, so we have uh, uh, Amanda Nunes against Juliana Pena. Um, one of the most undeserved title shots in UFC history here for Juliana Pena, coming off a win over Sarah McMahon. Losing to Jermaine Durandamy before that, via submission in the third round, doesn't should have given you a title shot at all. I still think if you should fight Nunes at 135, you should go at least through or home or Durandamy, one of the two. You know, and we all know that nobody else will get a title shot in that case. Um, so, Nunez, first round knockout. I think she tags her. She puts her out. TKO, ground and pound. And no disrespect to Pena. Pena's a good fighter, but she's not close to Nunez, in my opinion. And also, maybe... You think, ground, for, you think first round, eh? Yeah, she's, bra- she's bragging about the ground game. She got finished by Jermaine Durandamy, who isn't even great on the ground. She trains a lot on the ground with uh, Dwayne Van Alford in the Netherlands, you know, but she's not known for a ground game. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. definitely going with Amanda. There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm picking her too. I mean, everyone's going to pick her, right? Like, I, don't, I don't see Pena winning. Because the only path for Pena is to hold her down for five rounds. That's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, I don't really see her being able to mix it up uh, enough, you know, because on the feet, I just think, you know, she's going to be outgunned on the ground. Dude. While she could have some success on the top, Marcel, I think eventually she'll probably like you know give up her neck and get choked out or something, or give up her arm. I, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, Amanda Nunes completely dominated Jermaine Durandamy on the ground, and she had difficulties with her standing up, but she completely dominated her on yeah. the ground. I know. And yeah, got submitted. I was at that fight Jermaine too. I was on that same <laughs> yeah. card I was talking about. Every every, car, every fight fighter I saw in that card is on this one. Mm. Exactly. She has Plan B. She has Plan A. She has everything. So yeah, it again. Man is going to win the fight, but is it, is it knocker or submission? I don't know. I mean, plus 400 submission is kind of tempting. I'm not going to lie. I understand, not, yeah. You know, because, again, Juliana has been submitted a few times. But, you know, man is far, smart. She's going to keep – and she is a smart fighter. She's going to keep on the feet, just leg kick her, and then go for the knockout probably. Maybe she finishes with low kicks like she did to Baszler. Possible. Get these comments here. Man by knockout. Yeah, Pena has been talking a lot of smack. Years by sub at plus three fifty. New Year's round one plus one thirty. More bettable lines. There's there's some value here still in Amanda Nunes for sure. You know because I think the round props or or the or the pro, or like a specific prop would be the way to go. You know, um, I just think I, I do think there's some value on that on the submission prop at four to one personally. Amanda by sub. I'm kind of thinking it's possible. You know, but again, maybe she won't even want to stand go to the ground with her at all. Just you know finish her quick. All right, let's go to the main event, Marcel. Can't wait to talk about this one with you, man. Really curious to hear your thoughts. And, and you guys chime in in the chat, too. I'd like to hear what other people think about this fight. So we got, obviously, Dustin Poirier taking on Charles Oliveira, who's the champ, but he's the underdog. we got Poirier minus 160. Oliveira plus 140 is the underdog as the champ, which is a rare thing in the UFC, obviously. But it's understandable, I think, because, you know, Poirier's beat Connor twice. I mean, those are big wins. And obviously, 
a lot of this stuff, as you guys know, is is, is hype caked in these lines. So I'm not surprised at the favorite, but uh, you know, it's it's a very interesting fight. Marcel, give me your thoughts on the main event of UFC 269. Yeah, this is a fight everybody wanted to see, right? This is the fight between the guy we should have fought for the title already, uh, again, and the guy who is the champion right now. And I hate it when people say Charles is just a title holder. He's a champion, man. And I mean, he deservedly is the champion, you know? And many people it's like, Poirier is actually the champion. No, he isn't. He has to still prove that. Um, so Poirier, yeah, he won three fights against Hooker uh, after the Khabib fight against Hooker and twice against McGregor. Gotta be honest, man. In those McGregor fights, he he had difficulties until he got uh, he took over and he finished McGregor. And I'm talking about definitely about the first fight. Um, the Charles Oliveira, we remember him against Chandler. First round, man, he was almost out of it in the first round. He came back and uh, he he stopped Chandler in, a, in an amazing fashion. Before that, super dominant win over Tony Ferguson, uh, a great win against Kevin Lee. I think that was um, was also a late uh, a late finish in third round. Um, I mean. Styles make fights still, you know, and I think if Charles Oliveira comes in the same as he did against Michael Chandler and Poirier tags him, I don't think Charles Oliveira will see the second round if that happens. But will it happen? I don't know for sure. Um, same for Poirier, man. Um, he has to be sharp in this one, you know. Uh, Charles Oliveira, very dangerous fighter, uh, world-class on the ground, uh, very very good stand-up game late, as of lately as well in the last couple of years developed in that one. Um but I got a feeling Poirier is going to do it somehow, man. I don't know why. I think he's going to do it. I pick Poirier, TKO, second round. And uh, I think Poirier will be the champion. I might retire after that immediately. So, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, it's a great fight, man. I'll tell you that right now. But I think we're on the other side, man. I'm on the other side for me, Marcel. I'm going with Charles over in this fight, guys. Because I just find it very difficult to bet against him. Here's the thing. Dustin's look good. I understand why he's the favorite. But he beat Connor twice, you know. He, I don't agree Connor's that he's a, the favorite, by the way. Connor, Connor's a guy that you could take down, you know. But Dustin, when he's the one getting taken down, he has issues. I know Khabib is Khabib. I get it. But Oliveira's a great grappler in his own right. Khabib took him down easily, really easily. Um, Dan Hooker took him down four times, two last year, guys. If you look at Dustin's wins, it's mostly against strikers. I'm not discrediting his win. He's beaten the best guys for the most part. But most of his wins are against striking-based fighters. And his career, he has struggled. The few times he has struggled, it's been against grappling these fighters. And the thing about Charles is, not only can he grapple, but now he can strike too. He's just so dangerous everywhere. Nine-fight win streak, tons of momentum coming in. He's got the mental fortitude now, I believe. Obviously, the durability is always going to be an issue with this guy. I mean, I saw him in Toronto. I was at the fight in Toronto 10 years ago when he fought Cub Swanson and, and Cub touched him on the on the chin or something. He knocked him. There was, you know, on the chin. It's like on the temple. This weird thing and fell down or the fight in Saskatchewan he fought Holloway and he, and he quit, you know, with that neck injury, he calls it, but I don't see that quitting him anymore. I think the guys really, you know, just evolved as a fighter and as a person. And Marcel, I think he can get Dustin down to the ground. I think what we saw against Tony Ferguson was beyond impressive against Chandler, took Chandler's back, got his back, finished him with strikes. I, I think he can get Corey down and I think he can finish him by submission guys. So, I'm going off the board, I guess, here, but I, I think Oliver by submission, that's that's why I'm looking at this one. Um, probably not the 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 public pick. I'm gonna assume the public darling to be poor here, but I'm I'm leaning towards Charles, guys. Adam, what you know what the beauty is about this fight? 
I'm completely not biased in this one as a fan perspective. I love this fight. I think both guys are amazing. And I don't, for me, it doesn't matter who wins. I mean, yeah, I like both guys. Both are very great ambassadors for the sport. So I'm super cool with this one. I think it's an amazing fight. Yeah, I love it too. It's a great fight. I, honestly, I was expecting to pick Poirier, but the more I looked into the, the and looked into the research, I, I was leaning towards Oliveira. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that pick for now. I'm going with Charles Oliveira. Get some down, submit some. Mm-hmm. Get these comments, guys. Oliver doesn't have uh, Khabib's strength to take down Dustin. I don't know if I agree with that, man. I mean, it's it's not necessarily about the strength, too. It's about the technique. You know, I know Tony's not amazing, but in his takedown units isn't great. But just the way he body locked him, got him down, held him for 20, 50 minutes, advanced positions the whole time. Against Chandler, too, took Chandler's back. And Chandler's a good grappler. I just, I think the guy's on a different level right now. I could be wrong, but we'll see. I, I, Tristan, I don't see this fight going the distance, man. And I'm looking at the odds on that. And uh, under 4.5 is, you know, uh, minus 250. Or, or fight doesn't go the distance, minus 285. That, that's something I would definitely consider, like, parlaying or something. Because I don't see it going five rounds. You don't You don't either, obviously, Marcel. You don't see this one going the distance, right? No, 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 no. I don't think so either. Connor and the Dillard did the guillotine. Uh, Rock Torque says, uh, dusted by submission. I mean, it's possible. We've seen... Oliver gets submitted before, um, at 145 especially, not at 155. You get finished by Paul Felder with the elbows on the ground, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously a concern if Dustin gets on top of him. Uh, but I'm just, I don't know. I mean, just because Dustin took down Connor a couple times and beat him up, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that here. We'll see, man. It's going to be a great fight. It's an amazing fight. I just lean towards the champ to defend the belt, and I'll take the plus money on the champion. Poirier's wins against strikers, maybe pick against McGregor. Sub lost to be makes pick against here. I know it's Khabib, but still Charles is incredible. I agree. Remember Guido? It's possible. Man. I mean, um, Ricardo Lamas, I think, submitted him too, right? Have a good Hey, Kevin, thanks for coming in and joining us. So yeah, Marcel, I mean, we're we're on the opposite page there. So just recapping the picks, guys. I'll recap them. We both picked uh, Julian Robertson to be catcher. We both picked Randy Costa against Tony Kelly. We uh, I believe we both picked Ryan Hall. We both picked Alex Perez. Yeah. We both picked Andre Muniz. We both picked Aaron Blanchfield as an underdog. Uh, we both had Bruno Silva. We both had Ty Dubesa. We both had Pedro Munoz. <laughs> we both had Josh Emmett. I, I wasn't expecting we don't, Me and Marcel do not talk about these fights beforehand. I don't no, not at all. Never. So I, I have no idea what he's thinking. Uh, there was dissension here. Marcel picked Raleigh and Paiva. I picked Sean O'Malley. We both picked Car France as an underdog. So again, Blanchfield and Car France were... Uh, consensus underdogs here, guys, from, from us. We both lean towards a strong lean for me by any means, Marcel. Um, we both like winning by stoppage, and then uh, main event was dissension as well. I had all very good points. So for the most part, we had, you know, agreement, Marcel, but there were a few fights yeah. that we disagreed on. And I like it better that way. Anyways, I don't want to agree to on 15 fights. That would not be good. And <laughs> I agree. That would be very fun to talk about. Anyways, there's some comments. Uh, yeah, great show. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks. I, I did Thanks. see you. I got to get out of here too, Marcel, but I did see you want to talk about uh, that card. Uh, was it Spung and Bigfoot quickly? You want to mention that? Quickly? Yeah, what do you think about it? The the main, the main event. What do you think about it? I mean, I don't think Bigfoot should even be licensed to fight anymore, honestly. No. What do you think? Yeah. No, uh, de- definitely not against Spong as well. You know, that's crazy. You know, and uh, also Rashad Evans will be returning on that card, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, fair uh, enough. Um, I don't know who's, who's going to fight. I don't know if they found an opponent for. I saw someone joking and said they should do the rematch with Dan Kelly. That'd be funny. Anyways, 
we're gonna get out of here. It's uh, yeah. it's just past six p.m. Eastern. So again, new time slots five p.m. Eastern going forward, guys. Appreciate you joining us, uh, Marcel. Again, man, so much fun. Love doing this with you every Tuesday. Same, so much same. fun. Um, plug your stuff. Let's get out of here. We got a couple of comments in here. Thanks for the show, guys. No problem, man. Oh, man, execution. Funny. All right, Marcel, plug your stuff. Let's get out of here, buddy. Yeah, but Marcel24 on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, MMADNA.nl on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MM Adam Martin. This podcast is at MMAoddsbreaker.com. That's the home of the podcast. It's also at uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those places, Anchor, SoundCloud, anywhere you find um, you know, your audio podcast, you can get this. Put it up the next day. Um, also available, obviously, at uh, Miami News and uh, bookies.com is my new website. So, you know, I'm not doing MMA. 24 7 now but still very much involved in the sport still love the sport still love talking about it still love betting on it so looking forward to this card marcel thanks again man thanks everyone tuning in back monday 5 p.m eastern to recap ufc 269 peace